going? Hey, welcome to the Family Strong Podcast. This is family recovery coach and trained interventionist, Randy Palmer. Today's episode is focused on one simple yet powerful task, and that is a prioritized meeting with your spouse to discuss the needs of the children and how it could quite literally change your family legacy forever. Have more I want to share on this. Let's get going. and I'm just in love with the concept of utilizing those in our circles and depending on them and supporting them and growing together and learning together. So about, um, I don't know, probably six months ago, maybe a year ago, you know how when you get older, time changes, and I'm not 90 years old by any means, but it just seems a little bit different as you get older, and it's hard to always recognize what time even is. If it's even real, it seems like an illusion more often than not, which gets in beautifully to the point I'm trying to make here is that time is always flowing, and trying to find time to do things is a challenge. And I started to notice patterns when I would work with families that um, they were just busy, and it, and it wasn't always, you know, I, I would get a call from a family and they were in crisis. They had a teenager or a child that was struggling in some way, young adults, and they were just frantic, operating in crisis and chaos and, and, and desperate for help and solutions. And when I'd get in there and I'd work with them and we would start looking at some of the patterns and things that are going on, I just started to realize that there's really not anything wrong. There's nothing major wrong in this family other than they are just too freaking busy. They're not. I had one family in particular that I was working with and it was right about the time when we were starting to build our relationship together and one of the spouses um, said that she needed to speak with her husband to finalize a couple things and I met with them 10 days after that, and they told me that they hadn't had time yet to discuss it. And I thought, oh, that means that it just wasn't a priority to them. It wasn't important. So I pressed them, and I asked more questions. No, I came to find out it was one of their highest priorities. They had not talked about it. They had not talked about anything really that wasn't urgent. There was very little communication going on between this husband and wife. And as I looked at this uh, child, this kid who was navigating through this system and this family and this home, 
I could clearly see how this kid was just had a little smirk on his face like he's running the show. He is running the show. He knows the loopholes. He knows there's very little communication. He knows there's breakdowns in communication. He's, he knows there's emotional responses. And it got me thinking, wow, I wonder, I wonder how many other families are so busy and so caught up in a system and a structure trying to do the best they can. I'm not blaming anyone here. I just wanted to bring it to your attention that maybe there's nothing wrong in your family. Maybe this isn't a crisis. Maybe it's as simple as a to-do list. Maybe it's as simple as a dedicated scheduled time where you can sit uninterrupted with no kids, no phones, no electronics, no emergencies, and just talk. And I don't mean, uh, you know, go through like a list and identify the, you know, the laundry list and that stuff. That's going to happen. Groceries, things like that. I mean, get through all of that stuff, and then the real discussion starts. That's when the magic of these third, you know, these solutions that neither of you had in mind, where it's quiet enough that the whisperings of the spirit and the subconscious mind can share with you information that it's been collecting, things you know, but you don't know you know them, because you're too busy, that's when we get below the surface level and these type of things begin to come up and then you can address them and then you can schedule them and delegate them and do whatever you need to accordingly. But if we're not making the time, if we're just going about our business and our days constantly, frantically running and going from one activity to the next, I would invite you Take a deep breath and to slow down. Slow down a little bit. You see, part of what my training entails and what I do when I work with families is helping them shift the family perspective. To see the strength, to see the resiliency to change the narrative, to change the story that they share with themselves and with others about who they are and who their family is and, and their genetics and uh, the tools and resources that, that they have at their disposal because oftentimes the emotional toll of the present moment really fogs and distorts the truth. And it's hard to see through that at times, especially when people we love are you know, hurting and there's scenarios we don't know how to fix. We don't understand what to do about it. But is that true? Is it true that we really don't know what to do about it? Or is it that we haven't put our heads together and taken the time to discover and discuss and look into options and to build one another, and to depend on one another, and to get to a point where we can move forward, at least with a friend, through this mess. And, and as, as I worked with families, I just got into this, I started to see these patterns. And I wanted to share with you something that is called uh, transitions. If you were to look at a 
we'll just say a, a, a typical family. Uh, you have grandparents. If you can imagine in your mind, there's a, there's a piece of paper and you draw some lines, uh, kind of like a genogram or like a family history chart. You have grandparents, parents, children, grandchildren, and there's generational lines that separate each age group of people. Well, the way that families are designed to work and really the fabric to society is that if something happens within that family unit, that others will step in to fill those roles. If a father goes to war, the grandpa may step down and absorb some of those roles uh, temporarily that the father was doing. If the mother uh, ends up picking up full-time work, sometimes the oldest daughter or oldest son will step into that role and begin doing some of those things that the mother was doing. And you have a wide variety of family dynamics. Uh, every single one of us, if we could get into that chart in detail, our family is going to look different. When it gets to the point that our to-do list is longer than we have time, or that we have the resources or the emotional stamina to do it. That's a red flag. So a process of going through your family, looking at what are the needs, listening to the, to the signs, to the voices of the people in your family, what are they saying? What environment environmental feedback are you receiving, whether it's from teachers or coworkers or other family members about people in the family. When you look at that and you start asking, what are we doing with our time? What is the highest priority? Is everything that's important, are the most important things at the top of this list at least? Because I understand that sports and work and religion and hobbies all of these things are good but personal attention and strategic planning and implementation of direct effort and time with certain indi individuals during moments of challenges would be best if you were to look at a scale of good, better, and best. The first task is to set the, si the time aside to speak about these things. The second task is to identify what are the highest priorities. You may need to look at it and say, some of this has to go. Something has to go. Or we need more help. We need to reach out to somebody in our community somebody in our church, one of our grandparents, one of our uncles, aunts, neighbors. It's really, it's more simple than most people think when it comes to preventing and managing a crisis or chaotic situations. If you can break it down and detach emotionally and understand that it's far more about a to-do list than it is about poor parenting or moral failures or genetics. 
although many different aspects come into play here. It's often not that people aren't doing good things, and it's often not the case that there's not these, almost always I find they do have the resources. They do have the emotional stamina. They do have people that love them and support them. They have options. They're just unorganized. They simply are not taking enough time. They're not being aggressive enough in demanding that that time gets set apart and gets taken advantage of with no distractions. They don't realize that by not doing that, it's actually costing them more time in the future. Because when families are in crisis and chaos and emotions are high, People aren't sleeping well. They're not e eating well. They're always behind. They're always late. They're creating and having to deal with more phone calls, more uh, missed work, more expensive options uh, when decisions are made out of haste or out of necessity in, in the moments. You see, a lot of the reason that the crisis and the chaos is even there is because the, the structure and the planning and the communication and the delegation and the accountability on those tasks hasn't been happening. So this is my challenge to you. Right now, if you're married or if you're in a leadership position with managing children and people or caring for someone and you have other people that you work with, whether it's a neighbor or a friend or a grandparent, even an ex-husband or wife, it doesn't matter. Anybody that you consistently work with to try to manage and get through some of these challenges and, and work together to resolve some of this crisis my my challenge to you right now is that you pause this podcast you pause this youtube video you pause however you're accessing this and you call them right now and you ask them hey i was just listening to this podcast i just realized something i think we need to set i think we need to communicate more and i mean like not just these like daily huddles where we talk real quick about, hey, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? Because that's necessary too. But I mean like a in-depth, exploratory, synergistic type environment where we can talk and get past some of this surface level and then let other things come up that we haven't even known are happening or haven't had time or attention or bandwidth to pay attention to because we've been too busy. Would you be willing to have a one-hour or a two-hour uh, parental or leadership council, just the two of us, this day at this time, and schedule it? Send them an invite on your calendar 
and set this meeting as the highest priority out of everything on your schedule. You can get another job. You can join another sports team. You can create another superstar. You cannot replace the value and the downstream effects of communicating with your spouse and getting on the same page, eliminating things from your list that don't need to be there. It's hard enough as it is in a normal uh, time frame where it doesn't seem like there's crisis, where things are just going well in your family. But when there's a transition, uh, when you move houses, when you have a baby, when you switch jobs, when someone relapses, when someone dies, when someone gets married, when someone gets promoted at work, when there's a flooded basement, any sort of a transition, something that comes up that's not typical, not normal, that list only becomes more important. You see, the way that this was originally designed is so that there's families and structures that if someone needs to temporarily move out of their role, that somebody else will move in and fill those needs, that, that to-do list, those lists, those things will still get done. But as families and communities begin to fall apart and disintegrate, those tasks eventually don't get done. And you can see that snowball further and further and further down to the children and grandchildren and across the board where there's all sorts of effects. Everything from poverty to poor health to depression, addiction. I hope you will accept my challenge. I hope you will make it a priority to meet with your significant other And if you can, detach emotionally for some time and just look at the things that need to be done. Allow some space and time for information to flow to you that you can receive further instruction, enlightenment, uh, take notes, set it as a consistent meeting, follow through with it. Additionally, we will introduce family councils that will also build upon this. But I can promise you this from what I've seen with the families I've worked with. Every single one of them, without fail, every time I've come in to work with a family, when it involved a teenager or a young adult, there has been dysfunction that is being caused by items on a to-do list that nobody is assigned to that there's no time for and loopholes 
in the communication, misdirection, confusion, and all of this can begin to be settled down and, and resolved by meeting together and making it a priority. That's it for this episode. Please join the Family Strong Facebook group. I'm often on there going live, sharing insights and information. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Share it. Share it with your siblings. I'm really wanting to branch out. If you could do me a favor, it would mean the world to me. And share this with friends and family uh, that live in different places of the country and the world. Um, these principles are foundational regardless of where someone lives or the scenario they find themselves in. Until next time, this is Randy Palmer signing out, Family Strong Podcast. Mm-hmm.